Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hello and welcome back. you got Doc Holliday here. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And wow, what another show we have for you right here going into right smack in the middle of the month of October. The leaves are beautiful. They're turning colors all over the country. It's getting cooler. Autumn has arrived, and Halloween is just around the corner. And let me tell you about today's show, because we have so much packed in there. You don't want to miss any of this show, I guarantee you that, because first off, we got Ali Akbar. Now, if you've not heard of Ali Akbar, you can check out or Google Tea Party Brew. He puts out a newsletter, he's on Facebook, but what he has done is he has uh, captured what we did last week when we talked about our Tombstone of the Week Award, it went to an actor whose words uh, were not good for the Tea Party, and that was Morgan Freeman. So what Ali Akbar has done is he's written an open letter that's been uh, uh, hit, it's had over a million hits, the open letter to Morgan Freeman. We got him not only, uh, he's not going to be on the phone, he's going to be right here in the studios with us. So uh, we're going to be talking to Ollie Akbar in just a few minutes. We're excited about having him right here in the studios with Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And now, let me tell you what else is on the show. We have had another presidential debate in, in New Hampshire. And I'm telling you, the plot thickens. And guess what? The polls are showing Herman Cain. Some of them are showing him in a lead over Romney, leading the entire pack. So we have got to talk about the polls. Some that's coming up in the news section. And then uh, what we have uh, to tell you about is on the... This week's Tombstone of the Week Award goes to a senator, a sitting senator's words. What he said is something about the Tea Party I haven't heard before. I do not like it. You won't either, either when you hear what this senator said about the Tea Party. Now, what we're going to have uh, at the end of the show, like always, our Rock of Liberty speech. And you don't want to miss this one because we're going to be talking about who will decide who our next president shall be. you got to listen to that. And now, in between, before, before we get into all this, going into uh, uh, this week's show, let me remind our listeners, the Florida State Tea Party Convention, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, is going to be at Daytona Beach. Anybody in the area, sign up, get to the... Uh, Florida State Tea Party Convention. You know why you need to be there? Because Doc Holliday is going to be there. I'll have a booth there. And uh, we'll be hopefully having our books, Rock Splitting Politics. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. If it's not out, we'll be having information about it. We're lining things up. It's at the publisher now. We're just waiting to hear word when we can get this book out to you, trying to get more information out to you. Check out the website at www.teaparty.ms. Now, what are we going to do with Halloween around the corner? 
Whoa, what? Do you hear something? I think I hear something. Do you? Werewolves of London, that's what we're talking about. Werewolves of London. Is that scary? <laughs> Is there a lot of scary creatures around Halloween? I tell you, that's nothing compared to the scary creatures going into the White House and this administration, the far-left liberals, the ultra-liberals, as Herman Cain calls them, who walk in with suit and ties right into the Congress of the United States of America and throw in all these scary ultra-liberal uh, laws around. They did it in the first two years and they had power. Thank goodness for the Tea Party and what happened in 2010 to put a stop to the ultra-liberal laws that were passed in 2009-2010. And thank goodness we have got somebody that can put a stop to it, at least slow this train down until we can get this nation turned around in 2012. And that's why you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. That's why I'm doing this show. And that's why together we are making a difference. And that is why I'm tired of the scary creatures. I'm not intimidated by them. And we need to find someone, some candidate, that can stand up and tell it like it needs to be said. And that's why I'm glad that the debates are, are starting to sharpen up the candidates. Now, they just had a debate right here. Uh, in New Hampshire, and it's not right here. I'm not coming from New Hampshire. I'm coming from Tupelo, Mississippi, and we got Ollie Akbar right here is going to be joining us in just a minute. But in New Hampshire, where they did have the last presidential debate, let me tell you about. Uh, I think it's good. I like the setting, a different setting where he sat around like uh, CEOs <laughs> at a board table. But I'm telling you that what we're seeing is the growth of each candidate, and that's good. I want them to argue with each other. I want them to challenge each other, and I don't want this tit-for-tat, back-and-forth, back-and-forth. I want them to really flesh out their agenda. It does not matter to me if somebody gets a tough question. I want it tough, and I want it tough now. And we don't need to decide who our president's going to be at this point, we have got the uh, primaries coming up. They need to be in these debates. I do like to hear the tough questions, and we need to hear the answers. And we don't need to just cave somebody in when they make a wrong answer. Everybody's human, and we're seeing this happen with Rick Perry. He's not doing well in the debates. We're seeing Herman Cain say some things that maybe could have been tweaked a little, but he's talking from the heart. I love to see the passion of Herman Cain. And Mitt Romney, he gets up there and it seems like he makes no mistakes, but sometimes you wonder if he's playing prevent defense. We need someone with passion, P-A-S-S-I-O-N. We want somebody with a patriotic zeal, a passion that says, we want to get America moving again. And that's what it's going to take to beat President Obama next year. So I have no, no 
resentment about any tough questions because if they can't handle the tough questions now, they do not need to be the Republican nominee. And the Tea Party must give the tough questions. We must get behind candidates that we like. And right now is not the time to say it's over. It is not over. My goodness. Who in the world except for the mainstream media wants to call the election? They would like to tell us who our next president's going to be, and they're not going to do it because of you and because of me and the Tea Party movement. So don't let them start that. And as far as the debate goes, who won? Uh, you could say Mitt Romney had a good night. He did have a good night. He, st he stayed steady. I think Herman Cain got some tough questions about his 999 plan. Hey, but you know what? That's okay. What that did, it elevated Herman Cain when he started taking the arrows, when he started taking the shots. And I'm telling you, he needs that. He needs to have those uh, shots taken at him as far as tough questions. Let's see what he can ha If he can't handle the questions, then he doesn't need to be in the game. But I believe Herman can, like I've said before, and we're going to watch that develop. So uh, what can I say? <laughs> We've talked about Herman Cain here so much on this show. We've talked about the other candidates. But you know that uh, Herman Cain has really just come alive in the surge of the polls and what's going on. They have, after the debate, new polls are coming out as we're recording this, that says that Herman Cain is in the lead over Romney in several of these polls. The number one, the number one Republican uh, vote getter by, by the poll takers. So we have a lot of things going on in this presidential election uh, scramble. And the Republican Party is in a good position. Do not let the establishment, do not let the mainstream media tell you who the candidate will be. Let's make it the Tea Party's choice. We can get behind someone somewhere at the right time, and we're going to know who it will be. I'm not ready to make that decision yet. I hope you're not either. I do have people I like. You know that. You've heard Doc Holliday's Tea Party. But I'm not ready to endorse anybody until I know that they are the one we need to get behind because we know 2012 is the most pivotal year America has ever seen in its history. Now, we have got to go right on with this show because we've got so much to do. Let me tell you about this week's, this week's Tombstone of the Week Award, and that goes to none other than Senator Schumer. If you didn't hear this, this is what Senator Schumer said, quote, we are going to be labeling Tea Party economics, Tea Party double-dip recession, Tea Party gridlock. We think that's going to have a real effect. Ha! So here it is. Who controls the words controls the media, and that's what they want to do. They want to control the media, and they want to control the presentation. So they're going to start degrading the Tea Party. I'm telling you, the liberals hate the Tea Party because they know their power is the days are being numbered and they're running out and they're scared to death of the Tea Party. It's just beginning. I'm telling you, they're throwing everything they can and the scariest thing is not to be able to label the Tea Party racist if, if the Tea Party's behind the African-American nominee if it happened to be Herman Cain. But just the fact that Herman Cain is surging because of the Tea Party, now you, I think what it's doing, it's coming to lay bare the truth.
For so long, the ultra-liberals have hidden behind the fact that there were very few uh, black conservatives that were elevated into high positions in the Republican Party. And we, now we've seen last election, we had uh, Congressman Scott, South Carolina, Congressman Allen West, Florida, and now we're seeing the right now in some polls, we have African-American Herman Cain, who is leading for the Republican nomination for the president of the United States. The liberals, the ultra-liberals, are, are, they are thinking horror thoughts. Halloween to them is losing their power. It's going to happen, folks. Read it in my book, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. When it comes out, you've got to read it because the far left is crumbling. <laughs> you may not believe it now, but they are scared of losing their power. Now, i got to move on with this. I want to remind everybody you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. We're glad to have you. New listeners, I know you're clicking on because we see the numbers go up every week. Thank you for clicking on. And make sure you tell your friends and neighbors about this show and go back and listen to the archives because you'll find some exciting shows, some exciting interviews, and that's what we try to do here at Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Make sure the Tea Party movement it's something that's going across the nation. You get to hear about it right here. And now we got, come on up here, Ollie. Ollie Akbar's coming up. All right, we got in the studios with us, Ali Akbar, a uh, Tea Party activist that uh, does the Tea Party brew. And he has written a letter uh, to Morgan Freeman because last week on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, I told you about the Tombstone of the Week Award went to Morgan Freeman for what he had to say about the Tea Party. And in the studio here, Ali Akbar. Ali, tell us about your letter to Morgan Freeman. Well, Ed, I really appreciate you having me and, and being here. A blessing uh, and uh, encouragement for my soul, my spirit, and the Tea Party fight to really combat this race baiting. You know, name-calling is a last resort. It's a ditch effort after they've lost the arguments. And frankly, Democrats have just lost the arguments. So... On TeaPartyBrew.com, uh, where I serve as a publisher and financier of the effort, uh, I put an open letter to Mr. Morgan Freeman, and wow, it went viral. Over 3.5 million people have read or listened to it on the radio. And, uh, you know, we're all carrying the same message that, you know, we've got to get past this racial divide or this racial baiting because we've got to talk about, you know, what should our government look like and what services should people be provided. Ali, as you know, one of the things that uh, I've worked in the last few years of my life is racial reconciliation. And one of the things that, that's really frustrated me is the way the Tea Party movement's been called racist and, mm -hmm. and, and from the very beginning. And it's just something that's frustrated me because I'm, I can read Jet Magazine or yeah. Ebony or Essence or any of the predominantly black magazines for the black population and, and, and African Americans are just uh, bombarded with articles about how racist the Tea Party is, the Tea Party racism. They're out to get, they don't want uh, President Obama be reelected re because he's our first African American president. Mm -hmm. And what do you say to all these charges? Well, you know, to, to any of my African American, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, I ask them, you know, how many of your neighbors are unemployed? Black men my age are unemployed by 70%. That's alarming. 
President Obama owns this economy, as Vice President Joe Biden said just last week, and it's time we hold him accountable for it. But see, it's not just Barack Obama that we're fighting. That's not what the Tea Party is about. That's never what the focus has been about. It's about breaking the establishment. It started with the Bush bailout, and now Obama, you know, he did his stimulus and his bailout, and it's got to end. If we can stop the spending, stop this reckless behavior out of Washington, then we can stop the generational theft. You know, Ed, my generation it will inherit less. This is the first time in America that a generation uh, following will receive less than the generation preceding. And that is a, that is a crime unto uh, what makes us exceptional. Well, you talked about it. What has happened in America in just the past handful of years is we've had politicians go into Washington and they, they don't care about balancing a budget. Mm -mm. And, and we're... It's outrageous the debt we have now at $14 trillion, and we've just had our credit card extended to $17 trillion, <laughs> and, and people don't realize it boggles the mind to think about what generation is going to have to pay for that, and it's, like you said, it's starting our generation, but the people who are in school now, what do they have to look forward to if we don't get a hold of this debt? And I don't see anybody except for the Tea Party movement trying to put the fires out of this national debt. They have absolutely nothing to look forward to. The Tea Party will save this nation and get it back to a point where we can pay down the debt and then start having a conversation over what programs do we keep and, and which do we need to you know, scale back or scale up? Where do we need to invest? That's a conversation that the Tea Party looks forward to. We look forward to engaging on social issues, cultural issues, and foreign policy, but that's not what the Tea Party is about. Right now it is a fiscally conservative movement. It has about you know 15% Democrats uh, at, at the start. There were a lot of libertarians and independents. I was very proud to help manage TaxDayTeaParty.com. And what I read from there was stop and stop it now. Well, you got it right when you said stop it and stop it now. That's the one, one theme that the Tea Party has taken to the Washington time and time again. We saw just this past summer, they blamed the Tea Party for the, <laughs> the deal to try to uh, cut a little bit of spending. And, and it's like the media is saying it's the Tea Party that's got too much sway. And now that is a big lie because if we had sway, we would chop that <laughs> deficit in half and get rid of it. But what, what do you say to people who blame the Tea Party for all the fiscal woes of the government today? The fiscal woes of the government. Well, the Tea Party has been around since uh, really February of, of 2009. Uh, we're young, but we are, we are by far, I mean, any lover of history can really, really study this. We are the largest, we are the most successful American protest in American history. I have been uh, so very proud of how mature uh, this movement has been, and you can only, I mean, you can literally look at any point in history. The American Revolution, the hippie, uh, the, the, you know, the hippies, um, uh, now Occupy Wall Street, all of those had, you know, a decade to mature to the point in the, the conversation and the influence that the Tea Party has. This is truly, you know, God blessing this movement. Um, you know, I'm a big believer, not all, not all Tea Party activists are, but it's, it's really, really extraordinary. And the blame lies with generations and generations of both parties, black and white folk, spending us, spending us, and spending us into debt. One thing that really ticks me off that Paul Ryan said that he would correct, and I hope that he eventually does, is that the way that we start doing our budgets, you know, we, we do a budget and 
we get to spend, let's say, you know, a trillion dollars. Well, in that budget, and the media talking point is, well, it saves $10 trillion. What they don't tell you is that it is a 10-year projection and that less than usually 5 to 10% of those savings actually happen during the first year, the only year that that Congress actually has any say over. So, you know, it's, it's really crazy. We've got to reform the entire system, break the establishment. That includes Republicans. And I'm really, really proud to be standing with patriots and Tupelo, and uh, you know, I've been really proud. Ollie, we, we are glad that you're here, and and one of the things that you don't know this, but I do, I do have a book coming out called Rock Splitting Politics, and one of the things it's the Tea Party versus the Status Quo, and what I'm saying in the book is something that, and I've talked to the radio audience, and they know about this, but uh, I call it the 70 year itch in American mm -hmm. politics, and what if you go back to the ratification of the United States Constitution. Every 70 years, give or take a little, we've had catastrophic, dramatic political change. The first 70-year mm -hmm. itch was the American Civil War. Absolutely changed America. Yeah. The second 70-year itch was the Great Depression and World War II. Absolutely changed America. And now we're in our third 70-year itch yeah. is what I call it. And people wonder where the strength comes from the Tea Party. And I say it's built into the American people, our spirit for freedom, for liberty, and we are, I've uh, heard you say, uh, when it comes to spending, it's got to stop. And we've got to change the whole system. We've we, we got a system that is broken, and the Tea Party's trying to do something about it. And what, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I'm a lover of history. You're a lover of history. And, uh, you know, I, actually, yesterday I just picked up your, your other book, Walk With Me, and I look forward to reading that on one of my plane trips around the country. But, uh, but, it really is every so often, and Thomas Jefferson said this, it's up to us to renew our liberty. I really feel that burden. It's so unique now. You can't help if you're a Tea Partier to go to one of these rallies and be moved, you know, uh, uh, you know, in your bones, in your soul, because these are people who only care about their country, who will put up their fortunes, who will put up their time, their energy. And right now, you know, it's really unfortunate, but the state of a lot of Tea Parties is they go there to hear a speaker. I'm really encouraging a lot of Tea Party organizers and leaders to go out and do community service, feed the hungry, do stuff that, you know, reflects good on the brand and represents our values as a whole. But we're, we're here at a change. There is a crossroad, and the media is trying to stop it, you know, but we will win or the status will win. And I intend to renew liberty, to renew that American spirit, and, uh, you know, to, to really get jobs for our neighbors, protect the middle class. The Tea Party is all about that. When people say the Tea Party doesn't have a soul, doesn't have a conscience, and doesn't care about poor people, I tell people, <laughs> we want people to have jobs in yeah. the direction we're going. Nobody's going to have jobs. We're all going to be out of work if we don't get this economy turned around. So if you really want to help the poor people, if you want to help those people in need, we've got to have a vibrant economy. Mm -hmm. And I don't see how we can do it when we go deeper and deeper in debt. It's like stagnant waters. You cannot get a refreshing of the swamp unless you drain the swamp. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Nancy Pelosi never did <laughs> drain that swamp. Yeah. In fact, I think she stagnated it worse. Yeah, yeah. She's got uh, Charlie Rangel and Rahm Emanuel and, 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 and the rest of those crooks. You know, David Wu over uh, from Oregon won. You know, they've got some real creeps in the Democratic Party. It's because they institutionalize people who are yes-men, people who will pass any bill, you know, as long as they can get an earmark for their district. And I've been really proud of this, uh, not only this freshman class, but even some of the establishment folks. And I think that John Boehner, you know, he's, he's doing what he can, uh, uh, but we've got to move faster. 
We've got to be, uh, you know, dare I say, more radical about some of our spending cuts. And I can't wait till we have a conservative Senate, uh, uh, you know, be it President Obama or be it the Republican. That Senate and that House have got to fight to fundamentally change the way we do formulas inside of budgeting, change the way we do bills, uh, change which ones uh, reach the floor, uh, eliminate the earmarking process altogether. Uh, we've got to save this nation. You know, it's the Tea Party. It's on the back of the Tea Party that that will happen. Well, you're so right on that, and we've t- our listeners know I've t- talked over and over again how the Constitution gives the House of Representatives the authority for any any taxing, anything with revenues has to come through the House of Representatives mm-hmm. first, and that's because our founders knew that the, being elected every two years makes the House of Representatives closer to the, the billfolds of America mm-hmm. and closer to the pocketbooks. And that is so important for the Speaker of the House to use his authority to say, let's stop this outrageous spending. And I hope Boehner will get some help from a, from a conservative Senate, but I hope he'll stand up for what he has now. And, we, and I think the Tea Party people across the country realize we have got to make big inroads in 2012. We've got to get out and get conservatives elected to Congress. Amen. Ollie, uh, I got to meet you down in Tampa at yeah. the CNN Tea Party Express debate. I never in my dreams I thought you'd be in <laughs> Tupelo, Mississippi <laughs> two or three weeks later. So we're glad to have you here in Tupelo, but it really makes me enthusiastic to realize you would, at your own expense, come here to Mississippi, and this is where Morgan uh, Freeman lives in the state of Mississippi, and we love Morgan Freeman. He is yeah. a great actor, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that in your open letter to Morgan Freeman. And we even got the local paper to quote me saying that he's a good man and a patriot, so I was really happy about the, uh, the press coverage here. Nobody's calling Morgan Freeman anything mm-hmm. other than that we want him to be open-minded to what the Tea Party really is. I appreciate you coming all the way at your own expense here to Mississippi and to, and to invite Morgan Freeman to a... Uh, tea Party Rally. If people keep asking, and one day we'll get Morgan to, to come to one here in Tupelo or one anywhere. Yeah, well, we, we really know that he's uh, uh, feeling the pressure. I've got a team that has uh, been outreaching to folks uh, around him and his staff. Uh, we've got a lot of developments that I can't make public because I, I don't want to scare uh, Mr. Freeman away, but I'm going to tell you, we are so close to making the impossible possible. And, you know, Democrats and liberals, they love to champion this word compromise, and so do I, frankly. Uh, So it's time to compromise. Come to a Tea Party rally, Mr. Freeman. I'd love to have you. We'd all love to have you. We'd love to even hear opposing viewpoints on how you would like to see uh, spending, entitlement reform. But, But he lives in the poorest district in all of America. And it's because liberals have controlled that district and, and taken a hold of the African-American community. It's time to liberate them. And, you know, what's good and encouraging to me, Ed, is that, uh, you know, blacks are with us on education reform. There is no issue uh, that, that minorities are, are, are bigger about right now than, than school choice and reforms and the voucher systems. And those have been championed by Republicans because we have got to fight the status quo. The liberal status quo wants money. These teacher unions want money. And uh, we're going to stand hand-in-hand with the black community to liberate an entire generation of young black men and women uh, so, that, so that they can make more informed choices. So I couldn't be more excited. But I also have to thank the readers and the listeners from around the country who have logged on to yourmovemorgan.com because it is his move. And uh, they've chipped in. They've chipped in $5. And, and uh, a large portion of that goes to sending a flag and a small portion of that 
cover part of Anita's plane ticket down here and, and part of my guests here. And then, uh, of course, Tupelo uh, uh, citizens were so kind to take a love offering last night and, and really uh, blessed us way beyond uh, what we expected. And so, um, you know, I'll keep doing this as long as people uh, make me, but eventually I've got to get back to my business and, and uh, fade back into the shadows. <laughs> You're doing what we want so many people out in our Tea Party community to do. Go out. Not everybody can do everything. But do what you can where you are with what you have. And that's what we've said over and over. And you alluded to Anita. For those who don't know, Anita Moncrief was with us at a rally last night uh, to ask Morgan Friedman to come to a Tea Party event. And for those who don't realize, Anita was the whistleblower on ACORN. <laughs> and we're going to try to get her on, her on Doc Holliday's Tea Party very uh, soon here. But I, to me, and I've said this on our show, that... We are going to be having disillusioned liberals join us. Mm -hmm. Now, Anita, she told us that she voted for Obama, and she, <laughs> she was working with Acorn, hook, line, and sinker, and then she started to realize something smelt like a dead fish. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it was absolutely illegal what the campaign was doing uh, with Acorn, and, and when she approached her bosses, they asked her to cover it up. When she approached the New York Times, they worked on the story, I, I think it was for a month, and then finally, the, the writer told her that the editor would not let them publish a story. And this was only a week after they published a hit piece, a falsehood against John McCain having an alleged affair with, with the lobbyists, which was totally, totally untrue. And uh, so it really exposed the connection uh, that their side has, and it's all about money. And Anita, she is so uh, strong and, and, and such... You know, we have so many cowards in today's world, especially <laughs> in politics, and it just strengthens me to see Anita yeah. come out, a young African-American, caught up in the ACORN movement and realize things going on were illegal and not what America's about. And so I'm, I'm glad she came to be a part of the Tea Party uh, rally we had, but also I'm just I'm proud of the fact, like I mentioned, disillusioned liberals are waking up. Yeah. And it's, uh, people like... Doc Holliday's Tea Party, Tea Party Brew, what you're doing, Ollie, and, and, and all these things, people doing all across the country, we're going to have more and more disillusioned liberals who are waking up. Yeah. They're going to smell the tea brewing <laughs> and, uh, and start realizing that uh, it's phony when people say the Tea Party movement's racist. There's a lot of phony baloney, yeah. and people need to start seeing what's real and reading what's real. Come out to a Tea Party event. Come yeah. out to a Tea Party rally, just like you're saying. And tell that website again that they can go to. YourMoveMorgan.com. There you can chip in for as little as $5. We also have an $8 amount where you can um, chip in. And we'll, we're going to send Mr. Freeman um, some Gadsden flags because it's a respectful way of keeping pressure on the issue. And, uh, you know, the media wants this issue to go away. Morgan Freeman made those comments at the, the late end of not this past week, but the week before that. And we've managed to keep the story alive this long with the help of, of people like you on, a, you know, in Doc Holliday's Tea Party and uh, HotAir.com, Robert Stacy McCain. I mean, there are so many people who I owe a, a debt of gratitude to. We, we all owe a debt of gratitude to keeping this story alive. Well, I'm glad the story's alive. And Doc Holliday's Tea Party is a part of the Tea Party movement. We like to say we're the heartbeat of the Tea Party. <laughs> So we like to know what's going on in uh, parts of the country. And we appreciate you coming uh, right here to Tupelo, yeah. Mississippi, to be a part of something that has got a nationwide audience. Yeah. And so we appreciate you doing that. What, I know we got to come to the end of the interview here, but what would you tell Tea Party activists across the nation? A lot of the Tea Party leaders listen to this <laughs> show. And, and also I know some of you liberals are listening <laughs> and finding out what we're doing. Yeah. And that's good because... Yeah. 
We want you to be one of those disillusioned liberals. But go ahead and, and tell uh, Tea Party leaders and activists across the country, uh, give them something to be encouraged by, Ollie. You know, it, we, we first took up signs so that we could voice our rage. Can you hear us now? When they heard us, uh, my friend, uh, a brother to me, Eric Odom, said, you know, it's time to put down the signs and pick up the, 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 campaign, the campaign rally signs. So then we elected folks in 2010. Well, I'm going to tell you, 2012 is about changing American politics. It's time to do the most uncomfortable activities that we've ever engaged in. Reach out to your community. Feed the homeless. Feed the poor. Go to the black neighborhoods. Tell them what we're about. We're about three principles. While you have Occupy Wall Street and our counterparts who want to you know, wreck the economy with their liberal ideas of, of how the state should be and how, how, how much it should overreach into our lives, we've got to tell people that we want to lower taxes, we want a free market, and we want government to be, at least be predictable and solvent above all. So once we tell this message to the black community, that's something that they can get behind. Once we tell that to the Hispanic community, that's, that's something that they can get behind. And I'm really encouraged that Tea Party organizers like Grant Sal in here and and Tupelo, uh, you know, you guys are really going to change the way that Tea Party start doing things, and that's what we've got to start start doing. This can't be about getting together with our lawn chairs and you know hearing a couple speakers, the state senators, state reps, and and you know hear the rundown from the legislative agenda. We've got to change the way that this movement operates so that America, namely those independents and moderates, can see us for who we are. We're patriots, and uh, you know, there's no greater love than the love for a neighbor. Well. Ollie Akbar, thank you so much for coming on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I got to tell you one thing now. Before I met you, I'd never had heard of Akbar. The only Akbar I'd ever heard of <laughs> uh -oh. was Admiral Akbar from Star Wars. And yeah. I do have to plug my book because the book coming out, Rock Splitting Politics, uh, I have a, on the back a little teaser that says, What does Admiral Akbar of Star Wars and Nancy Pelosi have in common? You're going to have to read that book to find out. But thank you for coming to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, Ollie. I so very much enjoyed it. And that was Ali Akbar. I'm glad to have him here in the studios right here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And so thank you, Ali, for all you do. And check out his website. Check out what he's doing for Morgan Freeman, trying to get Morgan to a tea party. And I, I, we got to get right into this week's Rock of Liberty speech. So let's get it. Uh, Rock of Liberty speech this week goes to everybody, you, the Tea Party movement, the question is, who will decide the next president of the United States? As much as the mainstream media is begging for that role, as much as they want to control and twist and turn and think it's up to them to make sure liberals stay in power or moderate to liberal, they don't want a conservative. They don't want a deep down core conservative to win. They remember what happened when Ronald Reagan went, won and they could not stand it. And now with the possibility of a real conservative being elected, they are going crazy. And what I'm telling you is you'll hear the mainstream media say it's over. They'll say this, they'll say that. The Republican establishment will say, let's get our money behind this guy or that guy. I'm telling you, this year it's different. This election it's different because we've never had the Tea Party movement ever before during a presidential race. And we are making it happen. You and me, don't let somebody tell you how you should vote, how you should think. This is the Tea Party movement's time to shine. We can put power behind a candidate 
and behind the candidate's ideals and core conservative values. So get in there. It's not the time to say we got to get all our marbles behind one person. We need to see who can get through the gauntlet of the of the race. They need to run the race. I do like different candidates. You like different candidates. We must give it time to get these people vetted, and we must know who our best, our very best conservative can be to win the White House in 2012. And you're going to be a part of that process, and I am too. I'm not going to let NSNBC try to tell me who I need to vote for. I'm not going to let ABC, NBC, CBS, or PBS I'm going to let the candidates speak. I want to hear tough questions, and I want to see some passion to win the White House and turn this country's job machine on and turn this country in a direction that will ensure that my children and your children and our grandchildren in the future and everyone in this United States can have faith in America, have faith in the United States Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. We have a great future if we will maintain our patience and perseverance to make sure that we, the Tea Party movement, will decide the next president of the United States and not anyone else, not the mainstream media, not the Republican establishment, but who the people want. That's what America is about, and that is the freedom of 1776 flowing through our veins. That's what makes the Tea Party movement the Tea Party movement. It's you and me working together for victory in 2012. So get fired up. Get out there, find our conservative candidates, talk it up, and make sure that we are the ones who decide who the next president of the United States will be. That's our show this week. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Get excited, and let's get out there and make some things happen. Listen, next week we've got Karen Martin from the Spartanburg, South Carolina Tea Party going to tell us what she's doing, what they're doing in South Carolina. So listen to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We'll have a great show next week. See you then. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.